Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Lucas Gosneck Jr. Well done, Gunner. I like it. Two, two weeks strong. Well, folks, it's our 100th episode, and for our 100th episode, we have not only one guest, but two. Our first guest is Ken Lindsay. Ken, say hello to everybody again. Hello. It's a six-foot Asian. And our next guest, or our second guest, if you will, but first in our hearts, Mike Walker. Mike, how I you demand, doing? I demand top billing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, are, you are the number one Mike. Wait, there we go. That's true. That's all we can ask Wait, for. You haven't seen me and Mike in person. Trace, did I warn you that we bigger like little children half the time? I mean, I've, I've been on Xbox with you guys before, so. True, true. And that was at the worst due to his uh, <laughs> lousy audio setup. Yes, if we haven't seen you together, changed. does that mean that you're the same person? Well, uh, we're seeing them together right now. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I, out I, your camera. <laughs> I might actually have to just dis- disable it. But um, I took some screenshots last week right now? of your camera. <laughs> What's face, right fucking now? you. I took some screenshots last week, and I didn't know what to do with them. I just deleted them. I'm like, it's I don't think he's going to want this as like the, the the cover art for that podcast episode. I didn't want it as the cover that art. That would suck. I, I might have no. put it in my bedroom, though. I would have done that. Mm, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Is, is it okay if we like just do the negative, like the, the, the film negative filter on it? So you're like all those weird up colors, Wade? Yeah, you do whatever you want with it. This is it, absolutely ridiculous, like, and I couldn't tell you why it's doing it right now, but it's, it is. It's like it's like antimatter. Well, actually, it's ironically, it's looking for you. It really it is. The is it the white, maybe it's the white you. t-shirt. Maybe the first time we did this, I wasn't wearing a white t-shirt. Maybe that's, I don't know. It is right. what it is. Take the shirt off. No. Camera racist. <laughs> I is it, what kind of camera is it? Is it in the lap, in the computer, or is it? No, it's, uh, it's, it's just a Logitech. It's nothing high tech or anything like that but um it's it's uh the face fuck edition it is yes the logitech face fuck edition it uh fucks your face whilst uh you sit there you actually, awkwardly staring at it you actually have to buy a a third-party accessory to stop it from zooming that's could right you, could you imagine being on a conference call and you being like the executive like oh, you're like God. the boss of everyone and as <laughs> as you're talking and you're like you're ready to fire someone. It just keeps zooming in closer and closer. And <laughs> I closer. would have like theme music, like it, like a dun dun dun, like some sort of some sort of sound effects or something. Well, actually, to do this. actually, well, you have to get the negative filter, and then it's like Rangers. You must. Oh, a little Zordon. You must prepare to say yes. <laughs> you must. You must prepare to fight all three repulses, evil putties. So speaking of uh, entertainment, um, on a screen. All right, so actually, I'm a little bit surprised um, to preface. Only Mike, myself, and Gunner have seen the first Lord of the Rings. Trace, have you seen the first Lord of the Rings of the three there? Lord of the Rings, like the Fellowship of the Ring? No. That's what I figured. But, Ken, I'm really surprised that. And uh, I may have tried watching it and then just kind of no, no, wandered no, 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 no. No, I'm not saying I did watch it. I'm just yeah. saying I might have tried. I don't know. I don't remember. It's unbelievable. <laughs> okay, I so I guess this will just be a question for Gunner well, and Mike. <laughs> Wade. Oh yeah, yes. leave the minority out already. I, I have, point. Guys will get canceled. I, as as Ken as Ken's court appointed advocate, 
I do have to remind you, the air conditioner took a lot from him. True. <laughs> You're making inside right. jokes. I don't care. Well, nutty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, just okay. one time. Just one time. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. Oh, and the epic sweep out. Oh, yeah. This I is know. Gorgeous. I, anyway, know. It's not I even can make a meme of that now. Yeah, great. <laughs> Just, so, make it, just turn them oh. into one of those Facebook GIFs or GIFs, depending on whether you have a stall or not. <laughs> one of my employees, Ryan, posed this question. And at first I thought it was kind of obvious what the answer was. But the more I thought about it, the more difficult it became. So spoiler alerts for those that haven't seen a movie that came out like 15 to 17 years ago. Or read a book that's 100 years old. Right. If you, if if it's just the Fellowship of the Ring, and it ends how it ends, so there's no Two Towers, there's no Return of the King, anything like that. Whose death is more tragic, Boromir's or Gandalf's? Wouldn't it be Gandalf's? That's what I thought at first. I don't know. I'd have to. I'm. I'm leaning toward Boromir. Uh, yeah, Sean. Sean Bean Club. I'll, I'll, you know, almost always. If he plays a protagonist, he, he plays know, a protagonist. And I, I think that's a good point because you would think it'd be Gandalf, especially if if there were no other two other movies, right? But um, but Boromir is like a redemption death. Like that's like the redemption. Gandalf's always been the good guy. Boromir's like fighting like the urge to to like take the ring or whatever and then he ends up sacrificing himself uh to kind of redeem himself so i thought it was a pretty good question and it made me think for a little bit there well, i i think you know and again like maybe this is like fucking poser film school novu kind of thing here i don't even think it's a redemption thing like that's the whole thing is that like Boromir's kind of fight with the orcs there was ultimately pointless. Didn't you know? Like it was That's a good point. Yeah, you know, like it was, it was fruitless. It was, it was futile. You know, like it was. It you know, like Gandalf, Gandalf's, Gandalf's death at least like had a point of, you know, he did stop the, the Balrog. Yeah, but Boromir saved enough time so that the hobbits could get so that at least uh, Frodo could get away. There's no other two movies, remember. This is this is a universe where they only made the one movie, and that's it. Okay. That's interesting. So are you saying that that that, that pathos or whatever is entirely contextual based on what variation of that timeline that story takes place in? Yeah. Like you know, Gan- so I guess the thing is, does, is Gandalf's more tragic considering the other movies? No, it's way less tragic if you consider the other movies. That's why that's why I think he stated that because he uh, he comes back like <laughs> he's not really fucking dead. Well, so no, he kinda- no, well, no, because I guess the thing is, is that like because this gets this gets into kind of like maybe the 
J.R.R. Tolkien like mythos that he kind of assembled himself, but like Gandalf is effectively damned slash enslaved after he comes back. True. Because his time is his time his time of freedom in the, the realm of men is ended. And he's just he's become like the surrogate for the, the outer powers or you know like the the, the fucking Lovecraftian outer gods again. The old gods. Well, Think the guys that live in the, the guys that live in the space in between. I I thought maybe Trace didn't wouldn't wouldn't have seen it, but Kid not seeing it kind of changes how much of time I wanted to spend on it. I did see it, but I was fairly Fucking fairly drunk. <laughs> no, I don't remember anything. Such I was fairly drunk. Because uh, I'm reading the summary of it, and I remember parts of it. And I'm pretty sure I went to Destiny Mall. I think I went with Will and some other people. And we went to Ruby Tuesdays in the mall. There was two for one long iced teas, and it was all over. It was the end of his night. You, 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 you did, you did uh, X for six. Can I, can I tell a story about Ken and Long Island iced teas real quick? Please do. Please do. Air conditioners. So, scotch. This was for my. 21st birthday it was kin myself greg and who was in the car with us on the way back kin i don't even know which story this is i think it might have been erica i'm not really sure oh you're gonna you maybe don't remember this story so i probably will once you start start going kin was dd'ing for the night and yet i don't believe that he still had several long island it was katie it was you mean it was katie it was katie Katie Danley, who's now Katie Parisu. I don't actually know how to pronounce the yeah, last name. That's how yeah, I would close. say it. So I'm sh- shit face wasted, like really, really bad. Maybe it was maybe it was my 22nd birthday. I, I don't really remember exactly. No, I wasn't in college, so it was like 22 or 23. That's not it's really besides the point. So <laughs> Kitten's gonna drive us home, and <laughs> I'm like wasted, wasted, wasted in the backseat. Katie's pretty well put together but she had a few she had a few and kin ah man kin was walking the line of probably probably should not have been driving that i never uh, after that i never risked all have a drink and then drive it was like even when i was dd i i would afterwards run to the bar as soon as we got in the place drink along and i see but can't do it someone else would have to so the reason he doesn't, he didn't, he stopped doing that is, so it's time to leave. It's like 2.30 in the morning. We're driving back to Canastota. Ken is taking the back roads. East like, Syracuse. Like East Syracuse, Route 5, to avoid like state troopers on the thruway. He gets fucking pulled over. Was it a taillight out, Ken, or was it like your registration or something? Something like that. I think something like that. I think it was Tra- a taillight. Driving off you. It was over on, I can't think of what road that is, but it's over where Freyhoffers used to be coming from like Shopping Town Mall, where uh, Freyhoffers is on the corner. It was that road. So the cop stops Ken. And I'm fucking, like I said, I'm like, I'm so shit faced. It's like, it's, I definitely threw up that night when I got home, but like, it was like a time bomb. It was like, when's Wade going to throw up? So the cop looks back behind Ken and he looks at me and he's like, Ah oh, fuck! Is, is he okay? And he's like, "Yeah, he's just he's just really drunk." So I think he asked you to, to say your ABCs. Yes. And you missed like fucking four letters. I, 
No, I skipped them. I went like A, B, yeah. C, D, E, F, J, and then went all the way down to like S. Yeah, like it was bad. There was there were many numbers missed. <laughs> so he's like, step out of the car. <laughs> so kid gets out of the car, and I'm like, oh, like I'm I'm gonna throw up eventually. And I'm so, constantly going, I'm sorry, I'm really nervous, I'm really nervous, I'm really nervous. And the cop is like looking at me, and he's talking to Ken, and he's like, I'm gonna give you one last chance because your buddy looks like he is messed up right now. And he's going to throw up. And frankly, I don't feel like dealing with it. So he, he can nails the ABCs the second time. <laughs> did you sing the song? <laughs> he, did, he didn't. He didn't. And he's like, I, okay. I think I said it fast and mumbled. So if I missed anything, he couldn't catch it. I he mean, sh- I, I do it normally. So he was a sheriff. So he was like, I'm he pretty sure he followed us, right? Followed us at least to Canastota, correct? I think he followed us a ways. Yeah. He was like, I'm going to follow you. He's like, your friend is hammered. And I don't want to deal with him throwing up my car. He's like, I should not be letting you off on this. He's like, but you, I, I think you're okay to drive. He's like, I'm going to follow you home and but just the, get your. The problem was when I did the stand on one foot test, I was leaning on the trunk of the car. Look, I just remember, I'm like, I'm driving all the way home to Canastota. I don't, they're allowing me to do this. He was like, I'm just going to follow you. He's like, I don't want to deal with your friend. He's like, he's fucking hammered, and I don't want to deal with him. Yeah, you sound like an animal back there. Oh, it was bad. I was way too drunk. I drank way too much. And I don't recall correctly, but I think Katie might have been a mess, too. If she was, she was not a mess compared to me. <laughs> <laughs> she was a fucking image of sobriety compared to me. I so think, he's like. <laughs> I think that's the only reason why I didn't get arrested was I think there was some kind of compassion of like. Of uh, I was trying to take care of you guys or something, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what it was. He's like, he's like, your friend's messed up, and that's why I'm doing this. Essentially, he's like, he's so drunk, and I'm just, I'm just gonna let you go, but I'm gonna follow you home. Like, you're gonna drive and go home, and that's gonna be that, and never do this shit again. And I was driving slow, slower than normal too. Right. That was one reason why he pulled me over too. He said. So Ken gets in the car, and I'm like, he's like. Thank you, Wade. <laughs> he just starts it up when we ride home. <laughs> Thank you for being like kind of dead. Kind Thank of you dying. for being a bag of drunken <laughs> shit. It's such a it's such an odd situation to be in. Like you imagine like like drinking and driving and like I don't know, hitting a deer and the deer like flies up over your hood and just half of its carcass just explodes inside the back of your seat. And you're covered in deer. Your car's covered in deer. And the cop's like, well, you probably would have hit him whether you're drinking or not. And I really don't want deer blood in my seat. So yeah, go ahead. Take this half a deer home with you. Have a good day. <laughs> I mean, Wade, Wade was that dead deer. <laughs> I was. I was a dead deer in your back. Like the dying deer in your back. Because he could have been a huge dick. He could have easily made you blow, taken... Like impounded your car, did whatever with us. I think that was the thing. He was just like, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I'm going to have to wait fucking 30, 40 minutes. And this asshole is going to vomit all over my car. And he was just like, I'm not dealing with this. Like, it wasn't that again. far. It was Maybe he well. it was, and that's how no, got out of it. He pulled, he pulled us over just outside of Chittenango. You sure? Because I remember being up near Freihoffers in that area. I mean, I was what's fucked funny, up, so I might be wrong. What's funny is, is you asking Wade if he was sure about that night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, obviously, I had something too. So, yeah. I mean, that, that's how all of our stories were. We we 
we connected the dots between what different people remember. Yeah. I think that's how history was written. What uh what kind of surprises me thinking back is why did we always go to Army Square that was what 35 minutes, 40 minutes away all the time? Because I, mean, I worked we, there and we got free drinks. We did that before you worked there though. And we were very we were young and because we were humans went looking there. to meet. Yeah, there were a lot of yeah. people there. Armory Square was like pretty much the hottest spot in That's Central true. New York. And there were a lot of girls there. Like at PJ at Dorsey's, like it was there were a lot of females there. I mean, that's what we were whenever we went out, that's what we were essentially trying to do, engage, you know, in social uh, banter and other activities with females. So so here's here's a kind of lead leading question from that. kids trying to play their game like you know i have post high school people trying to play their game in a covid world if this goes on for more than a year did you see what uh british columbia no what's that the the uh the center for disease control from british columbia said and i'm i'm, I'm quoting it said to practice distancing measures while engaging in intercourse Glory holes. Yes. glory holes. They yep. put glory holes in their in their publication. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Well, at least they were straightforward about it. New York City just said, just gave use personal protection and got all the way around it without saying it. Right? It's, it's, yeah, it, yeah. They put quote. They did air quotes and it said glory holes. Jesus Christ! Which is funny. It's like, how desensitized are we right now? If the Center for Disease Control. I mean, granted, it's for it's for British Columbia, which I it's not huge, right? I mean, the state of California is larger than all of Canada, so it's not a huge yeah. area. PC's PC's like New York, but Canada's yeah. New York. Well, it's got Montreal. It's got right. Or is it a separate province? It might no, no, no. Quebec. Montreal is is in Quebec. So Vancouver is in British Columbia. Yes. I mean, like, that's really what you, you can kind of get into quote. You might say that it's like, or like they're Portland, but really Vancouver's more like they're in New York City, i.e., a bunch of Chinese investors are buying up everything that's not stapled down over there. But it's where all the money, you know, it's like, it's actually, I think that's the center of their financial market, too. I, I'm sorry, I'm sidetracking, but. But how awesomely desensitized are we? When glory hole is is actually part of a government issued document, we're we're we're, we're in Cyberpunk twenty twenty or twenty seventy seven already. We just don't have any of the cyborg parts. Quick or, question: If anybody has heard this, speaking of like desensitization and things like that, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a fucking word. I just made it up. Um. So, I've heard it on the radio a couple of times, which are not credible resources by any means. Has there been more declassified information on like alien vehicles or something like that? Like, yeah, vehicle. Is, it, a little bit more, is, is that official or is that just like bullshit? Well, the, Pentagon, the Pentagon just came out with a whole thing about actually. There's a new they're coming out with a new classification because I think part of it is that it's becoming part of the purview of the space force as well. Ah, when you say alien vehicles, are you talking about unidentified flying objects? Yes, uh, but the but the Pentagon apparently went further and said they they they've essentially there have been uh, were there crashes, Gunner, and they recovered. Well, they recovered these yeah. vehicles, or okay, they reacted to the G five signals we're sending them. Well, I mean five G or five G, yeah. I mean, <laughs> actually, actually, the Pentagon. <laughs> is 
the Pentagon is explicitly referring to them as off-world vehicles. Yes. <laughs> Did you just call Ken a clown? <laughs> yes. That's not nice. That's not nice at all. <laughs> That's why well, nice his name should have called me over the years. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, so 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 the you're saying that that the government has finally acknowledged because I remember that there was some footage released. Yeah, this is beyond the footage. So this comes. I don't know. What do you say? Would you say four to six weeks after the footage was released? And it's supposed. This is like I said. Like I, I've heard this several times, but I've not actually read the publication. So I, that's why I was wondering if anybody had heard about it. I haven't heard anything about it. I'm interested. Fair enough. I'm interested because what happens is we have to go back to the episode um, where I made fun of you, and yeah. then I have to tell you that you were right. But um, sounds to me like nobody's heard of it. So crickets. Actually, crickets it's for now. There, there's a popular. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the Popular Mechanics article that just came out like three days ago. Actually, popular uh, Mechanics, I feel, it. is a little, ha- does have some legitimacy. You know, and. New York Times and everything, yeah. Because I guess it's part part of part of this too is that like because you know they they come up with these think tanks and stuff like that, and it, it, it's it's the same bullshit. Um, but it's weird. It's weird because like there's like kind of this push in Congress right now to have discussions about, and I don't know how much of it is distractions and everything like that, but it's also like if you read between the lines there's kind of fights between defense contractors to get access to certain technologies that are supposedly being talked about you know like it's it whether it's off-world vehicles or whatever because that the, the the main thing the main thing was is that the main thing that comes out of that conversation is that the defense department has basically been operating under the premise that united states airspace has been being consistently violated for decades by by various unconventional you know aerospace vehicles whether domestic whether you know whether domestic foreign or off world and there's this whole classification system that they've basically because i guess that it it's common enough that there's like handling there's handling processes for each of these and how they get route who they get routed to like it, it's the it's the equivalent of like you getting a spam email, and like you have to go t- you have to go tell your security ad- your security administrator, like this looks like a phishing attempt. This looks like somebody's PC got comp- you know like that kind of stuff. Like it's n- it's not so much that it's like oh aliens are real. It's like no actually there's like this whole shit. There's like it's it's kind of like how they used to talk about how the Soviet Union had like millions and millions of nuclear weapons. And it justified the American military-industrial complex, and then like this, the 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 Berlin Wall falls and communism falls, and it's like, oh, um, it turns out that that was all bullshit, and we kind of got led led around by the nose by German, you know, like certain certain uh, people who got recruited into American intelligence agencies from organizations that rhyme with Yahtzees to. Uh, Kind of just let them get their revenge after the fact on the Soviet Union. We're really going on the rabbit hole right now, aren't we? Sorry. So they're still not real. It's okay. <laughs> so, Gunner, in your from what you've seen, 
Real or probably real or not? Probably not real. Um, I it, like Bob Lazar kind of real or that. Just they... answer the question, Gunner. <laughs> probably oh, no. real or probably not real. Do I do I think that they? No, 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 no. From the from the from the from everything you have consumed. I, I no, I believe I believe that the Defense Department has actively tracked. So you think non non American non? You think X Files is real, Gunner? Well, I, I I think it's Moon Nazis, but that's neither here nor there. Doesn't even make any fucking sense. It makes what sense to me. I love that movie. Oh, but sorry. What is a Moon AI drones? What's a Moon I, I, Nazi? I, 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 sky. Skies. That's well, because the the whole thing was is that the, the you know like your your boring conspiracy theory or whatever is that um when germany was getting ready to, when when germany was getting ready to fall at the end of world war 2 um because and we'll, we'll see if something similar happens uh in the good old uza if if things keep going their way um the various factions in the government basically stole everything that wasn't nailed down and fled to south america and uh, to the basically colonial state that they had built in Antarctica, and the Nazis were kind of, you know, like I said, there, there were various effective space programs that were already in progress. Before. What do you mean? So I, what I'm saying is, in this movie, they eventually colonized the moon and waited to come back and kill and, and attack the, the, the world. Yeah. But Connor, don't you think we could see them? Because they're right there on the moon. I mean, they're right fucking flat. The moon's not even real. The, moon, the, the moon's a hologram. The moon that's actually, the moon's cursed. Remember? That's why. True. That's why they're coming out with it now. Because the the Nazis have to leave the moon because the moon is now cursed. It's just speaking, the reflection of the other side of the flat Earth. That's all it is. Yeah. Speaking of the Earth being flat, um, we did an episode on that. But neither of these guys were on there. If you do want to hear more of Mike Walker, um, episode 42, Apex Retro Bastard, uh, I would highly recommend it, although I am biased. And uh, also, Kin is on episode 45, Bungie into the Kowloon Walled City, one of our highest uh, played episodes, actually. Um, good job, Kin. People must like you. Or maybe they just really like their topic. Part of the topic. We have a good Flat Earthers episode as well. He just played the 50 or 60 times himself. Yeah. <laughs> he would have sat there <laughs> looping. How, how, Must I gotta, beat Mike's I, episode. He paid $5 just to people in India. Ken, Ken I got to ask, how bad did your penis hurt at the end of that 60th playthrough? Just a little. <laughs> you, had, you start, had you started fires? No, not that far. Are you saying are you saying that he's so obsessed with himself that he actually masturbates to the sound of his own voice? I, I just say that he masturbates to sound. It wouldn't be the sound of his own voice. But it was his episode, right? I mean, that's what we're accusing him of. So, and he would be talking. Are you saying he's muting his voice and masturbating everything else? If that's the case, why his episode? Do, yeah, I would just do it. Is it just episode. a? Is it a strange yeah. coincidence How that he likes to masturbate those to the podcast? Because yeah. it would be weird if he was masturbating to someone else's voice that he, he you know, didn't that, have access that, to our it's because, it's because Trace gave him the master to that one. Yeah, I gave him the master all right. <laughs> <laughs> but something we, we talked about. 
Gunner, you had a pretty good question that we were supposed to ask probably <laughs> 25 minutes ago. Why don't you ask that question? So, you know, your ranking. So actors who are famous for being like really, like doing really bold parts and effectively have just become stuck playing the same old like they just play them they're old guys and they play themselves in every movie that they're in now like Robert De Niro or Al Pacino or Christopher Walken who who is who is the one that you would still kind of like be okay sitting next to you know like I mean, other than the fact that Christopher Walken would scare the shit out of your cat you started talking yeah yeah my cats would be terrified of him but who, 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 who has not become a caricature of themselves? Uh, who is not, or who would, who is best at it, or who is, who no. is, who is, who is not, who's not kind of like, who's not become like the 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 midway the term type typecasting. Well, who, who is not like type typecasted themselves? Who's typecast themselves the least? I think is what Gunner's asking. Yes. Oh, I'm 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 saying like. Al Pacino does that. I'm rubbing, I'm talking really loud and yelling. Mm-hmm. That kind of shit. Yeah, that uh, I, I'd say those three are the most uh, heinous <laughs> uh, people doing it. But I think, uh, God, it's so hard because all the ones, anyone that's been on Saturday Night Live is automatically on the list of, of abusers of that because they do that to themselves on purpose. So you got Ryan Reynolds. Who does nothing but be Ryan Reynolds now? And you've so got that's a pretty uh, good point. I'll, pretty I'll, much anyone, but he's got some like really good performances in movies that didn't like make it huge. Like that movie where he was a serial killer. That ain't like any other Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, All right, that's well, cool. Same thing could be said for same thing could be said for Adam Sandler, though, right? I mean, he's had a couple of good dramatic roles, but he's also he has, become himself. he has, but he's never really been. Um, appreciated as an actor for those roles on mass people just wanted to keep seeing more of like the happy Gilmore type stuff and the Mr. Deeds type stuff. And that's what they continually um, demanded of him. And he just kept supplying that. And the few serious roles that he was in um, don't really get a whole lot of play. They don't get a whole lot of talk. Of course, comedies kind of have a, a more repeatable play. Right. I mean, you could watch, you could watch Mr. Deeds like probably once a week and you'd still laugh at a couple of the scenes. That doesn't mean that you want to see, um, oh, what was the, uh, what was the serious one he was in? I'm trying to think of the Adam Spandler one. Man, it's, it's so, it's so non memorable that I uh, forgot. Spanglish, <laughs> Punch Drunk Love, 51st Punch dates, Drunk, Punch even Drunk though Love. That was comedy, but. Yeah, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates. It was borderline. Kind of, it kind of exposed. Yeah, it kind of exposed that he had a serious side. Yeah, is there Punch anyone? Is there anyone to to flip this and think of the opposite? Is there anyone who has done a better job of digging themselves out of a typecast than Jim Carrey? Oh. Hmm. I mean, if you want to go back far enough, I would say Brad Pitt. But he was never really typecasted. He was just incorrectly casted. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. 
All Giamatti. McConaughey's a, McConaughey's a really good one. And Giamatti. Uh, Giamatti. I mean, to some degree. He's he's come back from, I mean, he was at, at, on the verge of becoming a, a joke unto himself. And then I think Sideways turned him right around. I'm not doing it. I'm not drinking another fucking Pinot. <laughs> I still quote that. <laughs> Anytime I see Merlot on a menu. I did not drive 50 miles to drink any fucking Merlot. <laughs> That's it, Merlot. <laughs> it's, uh, I would say of the three that Gunnar had mentioned, I think I have to go Pacino because De Niro did. I, I, I'm confused to the question. The, conf- the question is, uh, maybe I guess I was confused, but I thought the question was, who who of these guys who have made these pretty much paramount and cornerstone performances? Um, and we can't hear you, Gunner. No, we can't. That's okay. It's his topic. We'll just talk about it. Um. So of there of these like so guys like. And Walken's probably probably the least of the three, but like De Niro and Pacino, you know, Scarface, Goodfellas, Heat, these amazing performances. But it's it's typecast them essentially into, mm-hmm. and for the most part, gangsters, right? At least you with De Niro, like he did. Well, what is Walken though? Is just, he's just the weird dude? Because then he could say Keanu Reeves is the same, right? I've I've kind of always felt that way, but. I try not to say it because it hurts people's feelings. What do you mean? That's how like I Keanu Reeves. Keanu, just Reeves. Plays Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's yeah. always the stand-up guy. He's always the the guy fighting for the right side, no matter even uh, if he's playing a dumbass in 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 oh, uh, Theodore I Logan. Find, even if I he's got, playing that, he's still the 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 guy doing right. No, there's there's one movie where he actually plays this like. Really incredible villain. Oh, and the I whole think film- I've seen it. What is it called? Yes, I'm trying to. It's really dark. I think like the the, the whole cinematography is just very very dark. He plays like a serial killer, or a stalker, or something like that, right? Only I'm thinking of his Devil's Advocate, and that may not even have been him. <laughs> yeah, that was time. I remember that. Uh, Rob. Constantine? No, he's a good guy in Constantine. No, I haven't seen it. Make so a new one on that. I don't know. I kind of, I feel like, I feel like his, his character from Bill and Ted's and his character from the matrix have a lot of similarities. <laughs> it's like, whoa, this is like a simulation. That's Was it the I bad feel. guy or the watcher? Excuse me. Or the gift? I think I think it was the Watcher because he he like he's like a stalker. Was it Toy Story Four? I'm kidding. He was Duke Boom. He wasn't a bad <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah, he's a serial killer. It. It's called it's called the Watcher. Yeah, that's the movie. Gunner, are you still with us? No. What he does is he's gonna he's he's gonna set fantastic topics and he's just going to abandon us because he doesn't love us. Just like my dad. Oh wait, that's Ken's line. Sorry. Yeah, come on. Wow, no. that's not nice at all. Gunner, are you okay? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. 
now. Okay. All right. I don't know what the heck's going on. But... It's just I thought, I thought the pigs got you. So uh, no, actually, Keanu's played a villain on a, a multiple in multiple films. Like um, you were talking about the one where he's a serial killer. Uh, My own private Watchmen. Idaho. Oh, I didn't see that one with uh, River Phoenix. That just to tell you how old that fucking movie is. Yeah. Jesus. I, I, I've never seen John Wick. Is it worth watching? I it's absolutely. Excellent. It's great. Um. Yeah. You won't like it, but it's great. Yeah, you won't like it. <laughs> it's, um... <laughs> well, it's one of those ones that uh, my 10-year-old is always making references to John Wick. Like, it was really important that he um, like made a, a me in, on the Nintendo Switch that looked just like John Wick, and you can get the hair and well, the it's... face and everything just right so, it's, so john, it's john his wick generation's is, lethal weapon well actually no I, I, john wick is basically liam neeson doing the, his character from taken except he he's the bad guy he's just less bad than all the, the other, other guys bad guys yeah it's it's trade the daughter for a dog, and, and you got yourself a movie. It's, it's really it's one, actually, of those, one of those summer I, movies. What's the daughter dog thing? Well, did you it, see Taken? Or do you know what that. the story of Taken is? Okay, I just saw yeah. the movie. <laughs> <laughs> just explain everything. His daughter was taken as if I never, never his daughter was taken. It's it's more le- it's more lethal weapon. It's more it's way more of he is this generation's Mel Gibson in in theater, not in the fucking crazy ass shit. Keanu Reeves is an awesome dude from what I've heard, and no, it's essentially he's lost. He loses his wife, and on her dying, she he was this crazy hitman. Like the best of the best in this, and there's this whole like underworld that's been created uh, as far as the storytelling goes. This whole like kind of secret society of criminals. Yeah, John, John, right. John, John Wick. Yeah, John. John Wick is the quintessential textbook example of telling a story by showing and not telling. Okay. Okay. Like it is. Oh no, no, because the whole thing is like there's this whole huge elaborate world. They don't fucking explain it. Right. At all. But you 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 get the story by just watching them operate in this. Well, the, it, the, the the rules, everything like that. How, pretty much how, the how intro to any Pixar movie. No, it's it's really <laughs> cleverly done. It's it's supposed to be just like a kind of like a not really. You don't have to really think about it. It's an action movie, but there's actually quite yeah. a bit of thought put into it as far as how it's presented. It's it's ballsy to create a universe. And then not give any type of background on it, and only feed the audience breadcrumbs that they may or may not, you know what I mean, pick up or understand. It's 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 like a it's like a Batman movie if you weren't stuck talking about how Bruce Wayne's parents got killed. Right. Every if it was just some fucking a movie. crazed man in a costume kicking the shit out of criminals, <laughs> and you had to figure out what the fuck <laughs> happened here. That's kind of like John Wick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, any anytime uh, uh, Lawrence Fishburne gets work, I'm always glad as well. True, good point. And that and that guy who screams cocksucker from uh, Edward plays the the owner of the hotel. 
Uh, yes, 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 yes. Don't you think a lot of comedians, like I think, um, Wade, your analogy was, uh, was Jim Carrey, which I think is a fantastic analogy. Um, such a, such a commonly typecasted, but actually very versatile actor. Um, but don't you think that a lot of people that are in a, a comedic role are almost forced to? Oh yeah. Like they're never going to. So comedians are probably the most tortured like artists in all of Hollywood, right? Like they're typically not attractive. Um, they have to grind, grind, grind in shitty open mics and comedy stores dealing with hecklers all also while like, you know, trying to fend off overdosing because drugs are so appealing to help help you know medicate them and it's just i don't think that they're you have to accomplish so much for anyone to even consider you to make a movie to spend money on a but then to make to make like a serious movie the people that are funny are just like fuck that we're not doing it is my is my is what i imagine i mean look how long it took jamie fox to to get into like serious roles how long it took jim carrey to get into serious roles I can't think of an actor that didn't essentially have to sell his soul to -hmm. get a serious role. A a comedian, excuse me. One person that comes to mind, and I think this is almost the backwards example, uh, someone who who probably could have been stuck in a typecasted role for the rest of their life, but was so unsuccessful as, and I hate to say unsuccessful because he was in his own right, but uh, uh, Bob Odenkirk. Better look. Better call Saul. Oh, okay. Mr. Show. Yeah. Yeah. And he, um, I mean, he, people loved him because of Mr. Show. Um, but Mr. Show wasn't largely popular. It wasn't like the Chappelle show. And uh, when interviewed, he says, uh, he says, you know, I, 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 I was never extremely successful as a comedian. And I always told people that um, I might be able to play a funny guy in a drama someday. And that's exactly what he kind of landed with uh, the Better Call Saul, or you know, more famously, I guess, Breaking Bad. Um, but that actually reminds me of Brian Cranston, and like some people consider him fantastic actor. Um, he kind of plays like like a serious dad all the time. <laughs> it's kind of his role. It but, is kind um, of his role. But uh, um, you know, very very well respected actor. Um, and you know, previous to Breaking Bad, I think his most famous moment was uh, was playing a serious dad on Malcolm, well, Malcolm in the, in the middle. middle. Not too serious though, right? Like, right? Kind of like a fuck up. Ken, well, you know what Malcolm in the Middle is? He 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 was also in Power Rangers as a what? regular. Brian Cranston was a regular on Power Rangers as wow. who? first Power Rangers actually. Yeah, oh, which no. voice? I got to pull. Stuff. Now I'm gonna. I got to pull stuff up because I'm I'm talking shit. Oh, I. I'm sure you're right. Uh, Snizzard. He was the he was the evil villain Snizzard. Actually, he voiced. Oh, so he, multi- he he did multiple he did multiple monsters. I mean, he was interviewed as the Red Power Ranger on the Late Show, but he. I don't think he played the the Red Ranger in the show. I think hey, he man. Was, What's Ken doing? If you get to, you get to be a monster... I, I think Ken's, Ken's mic might have died. 
He's not just in his mic dad. Not not his mic, just his dreams. Magic mic. Actually, it's kind of <laughs> weird. He, he took his head set off, and now he's now he's holding his speaker fondly against his head. I I didn't realize this, but like his whole thing was, he didn't actually get into acting until like really late in his career. Cranston. Yeah, like he was a voice actor for most of that. Which is kind of, it's kind of like the, it's kind of weird because the, I'm trying to think, uh, Kevin Conroy, the guy who does the voice for Batman in the old Batman animated series. Yeah. Like that's kind of, that's, that's his thing too. Like he didn't, he didn't start getting gigs until like real, real late in his life. Which is kind of a, you know, like, not how traditional acting works, but I don't know if that's also like part and parcel of just like how things have changed in TV in general. Or, I mean, like I I don't see a I don't see like a Chris Sabat or um, who's the guy who does Goku? Oh, I don't know the name. But, you know, Chris Sabat's the guy who does Vegeta and the the new, like the Funimation crew there. I don't see them doing normal. You know, it's it's not like rooster teeth. Like rooster teeth, weird. You know, just because like they're kind of we we couldn't we couldn't get on normal television, so we just made our own entire thing. But yeah, like imagine starting to be a professional act, like a professional TV or film actor. Actually, I take that back. Brian Cranston was in uh, Stormship uh, Starship Troopers as well. Oh, I don't remember him in there. And I think there was a Star Trek. I think he was in Star Trek the first couple seasons. The first couple seasons? Next Generation, you mean? The Next Generation. Oh, jeez. Okay. Because he would have been like one of the babies that got born. Yeah. Yeah. He was a larval larval human in the the 10 forward. Um, Awesome if he was a baby cooking meth. Yes. Star Trek. And it's like, oh, he could see the future. Well, I mean, Ron, Ron Howard's. Uh, actually, do you know what his name is, Wade? Ron Howard's uh, younger brother there, who's in all the Adam Sandler movies. The very Clint Howard. Movie. Clint Howard, yeah. yeah. Clint Howard was on the original Star Trek as a kid. He was he was the one alien who was serving them Tranya. Oh, dude, yeah, giant- Clint Howard. He's also the guy who's he's always the radar operator in the Austin Power movies. He was like a child though, like in that. Yeah, he was like very, very young. But yeah, him and Brian Cranston uh, being babies on uh, Star Trek. So Star Trek reminds me of something. What is that, Trace? It reminds me of um our next topic, which is oh, uh, shit. when you're sitting around and um flipping through channels trying to find something to watch and you know one of those shows might be star trek one of them yeah. might be the tbd network's fail army have you guys seen it fail army nope. no i no. have not it's essentially Is all that... of the go ahead guess it's uh like ridiculousness or tosh.0 it's like tosh.0 without tosh right which oh, so means funny. it's actually not a show. Oh. It's kind of like Vine. What did you say? Because it's funny. You don't like Tosh? Yeah. No, I love Tosh. It's just, 
Just, just, just bash them for their hate. Okay. Yeah, he would like that. <laughs> um, he would respect that. He would. But he would like Not come back at you with with some pretty strong. Um, I would funny. be dead. Yeah, and then he he'd would, have he you on roast your soul. He would, but then he'd have him on the show. True. And he somehow he'd be in your house, Mike. That that fucking weird. Like he's, he would reproduce whatever footage he bashed you with. He's actually in your house right now. Taking his shit. <laughs> blaming it on your kids. No, if it's Tosh.0, oh, he's fucking your wife. I'm sorry. I hate to put I hate Probably, to use those yeah. words. But if this is Tosh.0, oh, then he would come out. My household. He, would come, he, would, he would come out of your bedroom with his shirt off. And he would be um, putting on my wife. He'd be putting on like her dress or something. It would be really weird. And he would kind of look sexy because Tosh Pito kind of looks like a sexy, skinny, like kind of female man. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So fail army is exactly what, uh, what Wade described. It's like just those fail videos. Some of them aren't fails, um, but it, I just thought of it when you were talking about Star Trek because when, whenever you know when when I'm at camp, Camp Life, um, there's not much to do there, and we get really bored. And one of the things is to watch uh, broadcast television. And we've realized that we don't want to watch too much of anything. Um, Quantum Leap is on a lot. That's good. If you're in the mood for Quantum Leap, no one's in the mood for Quantum Leap. Oh no! Hi, Ken. <laughs> thanks for thanks for stopping by, kid. The episode hey. is now mine. The, the best part is the sound effects because they all get recorded. What we hear gets recorded, Hold so on. people know. Yeah. They're like, "Good loom, bye, Ken." Good loom, Ken might come back. He might not. He needs. He can needs to join me. me. Yes, we can. No, no. We can't. Yes, we can. <laughs> can't hear you, kid. <laughs> for some reason, Windows decided, "Hey, let's switch the microphone." Yeah, blame it on Windows. You work. never have issues with fucking microphones, Ken. They're possessed, and I'm cursed. It might be me. cursed. That might be true. I, 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 just just for studio audience consumption, uh, Windows is a hot tire, a high, hot a diaper dumpster tire fire when it comes to audio devices. So <laughs> hot I'm, diaper I'm, dumpster. I've never had fire? an issue. It's working a okay for me right now. Yeah. Wait, hot diaper. Dumpster. Tire dumpster fire. <laughs> so it's a it's a it's it's a dumpster full of burning tires and diapers. Oh my gosh, that's you know what I was going to use construction crack Santas as the title, but I think that uh, hot diaper dumpster tire fire wins. <laughs> it's even better oh, too because now we'd probably aren't obligated to talk about crack Santas. So what do you guys do when you're born? <laughs> I mean, we know what Ken does. He listens to the podcast and sets fires. And mutes Repeatedly. himself. I got to work all the time and yell at my daughter. Isn't that, but, isn't, but that's isn't not that being bored. Work is, yeah. That's, being, that's so I'm, I'm not. I don't get a chance to be bored too often. Okay. All Listen. right. Well, that's acceptable. So you don't have you don't have boredom time. So you don't have to fulfill well, these, kid, these sections kid, of boredom. I think I know what you do with your bored time. You write like <laughs> you write like nineteen ninety nine like Matrix fan fiction. <laughs> Gosh, 
<laughs> that would be funny. It would be great. On Twitter, under an assumed ID. And it's, yes. it's, it's 256 characters long, every post. He posted so, Lil Neo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he's back. His and video's we back. We, we can't, yeah. The listeners don't know that. You can't, you can't, you, 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 you can't bust balls if he can't throw, if he can't throw stones back. Oh, I mean, he geez. can, but it's not fair. That's called a roast gunner. <laughs> Who gets um, his chance at the end? <laughs> so speaking, so 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 being bored. So can you say you never get bored? Which I'm very impressed with. I don't believe it. Um, but you have a you have a daughter, and I'm sure she complains about being bored. Yeah, I just stick her in VR. Wow. Well, All right. Well, that's that's a that's a cure for boredom, virtual well, actually, reality. So here's the question: Could you just stuck your VR helmet on? I mean, you would have looked like a lunatic looking at the webcam, but they would have had at least the mic in the in the headset going for you don't give him you know, ideas, that, Gunner. that's an option because the headset oh, might God. work pretty well on it yeah but then we'd see where his hands went <laughs> oh man <laughs> i think, I'm, I think I'm, he'd, be, he'd be starting I'm just, fires i'm just I saying that the other day um i'm playing on my computer and stuff my mouse starts moving at first it moves just a little bit but then it starts moving as if a human's moving it i'm like what the fuck so i'm trying to close everything down to turn my computer off then it's going to, it's trying to select things. I'm like, oh shit, I got hacked or something's going on. I had no idea what it was. And there's a then kitten on you. I realized, no, it was my it? dollar on the VR headset mm-hmm. using a virtual desktop, which I used nice. to the computer. What? You haven't done that with your what? Oculus yet, Trace? First of all, I don't own an Oculus. Second <laughs> of all, if I did, why the hell would I control a desktop with it? Because... Because so, Quest has a virtual desktop app that actually will let you pass through directly without without the cable to without the cable. Why would even. you try talking to a two D surface with with three D goggles? No, you, you use it to run Steam VR on a computer, so I can run, run the high end games, have my computer okay. process it, and it just kicks the video over. So you were using your computer, and she plugged the VR on, thinking, but but you got a Quest, you can't use your computer VR with that, can you? Yes, you can. It's it's a, a workaround in a sense. It's an it's there's a actually there's a third uh yeah there's a third party app sounds, specifically for what you do. Sounds like a steeping pile of VR dog shit. Like no, it sounds nice. like sounds, it sounds like you don't want to be in the future, Trace. No, the future the future isn't using remote desktop to play games. So you're saying that you can play your games on the Quest. Right, which is essentially a smartphone strapped to your face. And you can play games that are actually installed in Steam on your computer. Yes. Yes. And they run well. So far, yeah. I haven't tried and, the higher end games like the new Half Life. And and the controllers work. Yeah. How? What do you mean how? Same how way they work the, same way they work normally. It's just no, running because, off the PC instead. Yeah, but the controllers are mapping the through. The controllers are mapping through it. You could, and yeah, I mean, VR some... works through. VR yeah. works through remote desktop. Yeah. Yep. S- since fucking um, when? Uh, you tell know, me. I, I got tell me about this. I'm very. I'm obviously have no idea about this. I didn't know this technology existed. It's it just like in a sense, um, like using an Xbox controller on your computer. In a sense, I mean, it's just passing the controls over. So, so 
there, there's like there's a couple there's a few different strategies on how this works, which is that you have either wireless video and USB going to the device. Like that's where like you get the Vive, which is big money. Just like how your phone's streaming to your TV through Steam, you know, like Steam, you're like a Chromecast or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a video stream, and it sucks. Well, well, well and I mean that long- like because it actually sucks. Like there's a delay because it's using like the Chromecast technology. So for me to think about that to actually be like a usable game in the reverse direction sounds odd. Well, it's using what does the Chromecast use? Because I know when we tried using a Chromecast to view what the kids were playing in the VR at one time, the connection was horrid. Yeah, you have to make sure that you have a Wi-Fi network that has that's in the right is the five gigahertz. Well, it's not even whatever you you want. You want like Mimo. There's like there are hardware requirements. Yeah, I mean, like how you do it, but the the way it works is that effectively. When you load virtual desktop or you do your 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 side load for Ocul- the Oculus Quest, there is that um, it's actually a pretty similar situation, to, like at least from the controller perspective, like how Stadia works, where the the input from the Quest is going directly to the PC that you're connected to. It's not like you're controlling the game. You know, you know, it's not. Like, you have basically two virtual network connections going on. One where it's the frame buffer dumping from the PC, and then you have the play space mapping slash hand tracking slash controller stuff that's going on on the Quest that has this side app that's running on the PC that like does the translation from the Quest play space to the Windows place, you know, like the, the yeah, there's, a, there's an app on the Oculus side quest, and then there's the server app on my computer where it communicates wirelessly. So you're saying I can get the latest um, Half-Life, is it called Alexa? Alex. Alex, yeah, A-L-Y-X. So, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's actually, like, this, is, this has been a big thing because the problem, the problem, one of the big things is that the Quest is the one that was built by Oculus themselves. The yeah. Rift S is actually a contracted piece that they did mm-hmm. out to Lenovo. Mm-hmm. And so we're all, pulling it off. All, all the ki- all the killer features are really coming get, getting done for the Quest. And I can play that game on the Quest. Y- you can play that on my game PC. on the Quest. Yep. Huh? And it works well. I mean, define well. I mean, you know, is it is it like 144 frames per second, like you can get on the index? You're probably you know, getting like you're you're talking to somebody. You're talking to somebody that plays Roblox and Minecraft, so I have pretty low standards. Yeah, you, no, but I mean, like from from a from a usable like holy fuck, you know, like from a you know, like and again, like there's some stuff that's missing, like you don't have the the full. Like it, it, with a quest, you get the hand tracking, so it, it's mostly there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have the you don't have the Valve Index, like fucking figure out where your fingers are exactly, pressure mm-hmm. feedback kind of stuff. But no, I mean it's the whole holy shit. This is what VR is. This is the this is the VR experience. Yes, you can do that with a quest now. It works well. PC. It's fun, and you don't have to worry about like putting up sensors all over the room and stuff. 
Like if, yeah. I, if I had a good gaming laptop, it would be awesome. Like I could bring my gaming laptop to your house, here, put it on, play something. But I have a desktop, so. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's. I didn't know that existed. I, when you said your daughter um, was taking over your computer with the Quest, and I'm sorry, Ken, because <laughs> I obviously, um, I I think of you as like a person that likes to tinker. So I just assumed you put some really weird like work productivity thing on there so you could justify having the VR set on while you're like editing spreadsheets. Well, th- what's I mean, funny like- is they've got a big uh, push right now for an application for something like that. What's the I, I'm point? sure they do. I'm sure they well, do. No, it, and it, it's, it's weird. It, yeah. It, it's 3D productivity. Yeah, 3D productivity has always kind of come and gone. It's never really taken off. There was a desktop for Windows. Um, I think Windows 7 or Windows Vista or maybe even as back as XP, but I think I think 7. And uh, it was a full 3D desktop. Now, Windows- you didn't have a VR set back then. I actually, I got to... Hmm? Oh, I got to bring, bring my uh, Windows Mixed Reality headset down there one of these days. Um... Windows 10 actually has a full VR desktop environment for their Windows Mixed Reality platform. So, you know, like you make the joke about doing your spreadsheets and stuff like that, but you, like you actually, they, they have a specific windowing system that they did for managing your desktop environment while you have the HMD strapped on. If, you, if the headsets were lighter, I could see that possibly being... An option, you know, headset on, have a wireless keyboard and mouse, and you could just kind of, especially for someone like you, where you got kids running around sometimes and you're trying to work, that literally will block out everything else. Yeah, I mean, it, for, yeah, yeah, it kind of still look like ass, but it's the whole infinite monitor thing. So, I mean, yeah, I was bump, uh, bump top 3D desktop organizer is the one I was thinking of. It's so dumb. There's a lot of them though, so. But yeah, bump top. <laughs> bump. Like, oh, I'm going to bump these files over there. Ha ha ha. You're not organizing. You're just playing. Yes. I can see you doing it, Ken. Didn't there used to be a flight simulator inside Excel? Yep. Really? Yeah, see, that's, that's, where, that's where worlds merge. It's like, you know what? You thought I was playing Excel, but I'm inside a really, really shitty flight simulator. So... So, you know, you talk about that. So after a 13-year absence, Microsoft is shipping a new version of Flight Simulator. New release. Is that coming in the new so, Xbox? That's, uh, that's the full-blown version. It's not the Easter egg, right? No, no. This is the full-blown version. But I, I got to say, because one, um, the physical release for the PC, it's on DVDs. Oh yeah, isn't it like twenty-two DVDs or something like that? Yes, it wow. is. Wow. What? Yeah, twenty-two. Is that because so it's, flight it's, simulators it's, are weird. First of all, flight simulators are really, really, really weird. I don't even know if I want to call it a game. It's a simulator. It's almost like a training. It's almost like a training manual. This like, this one effectively you can be like the the new version. Mm-hmm. There's serious talk about getting it so that if you can fly a plane. In this version of it, that it's counting towards FAA hour yeah. requirements. Yeah, yeah. I I remember playing really? the really really old version that you're describing, 
And um, I think I grabbed it. I don't know if, I, if a friend had it or if I grabbed it off of uh, like a free trial or something. But I remember not being able to fly anything. I remember just simply like the killing the guy, and, yeah. like the pilot, like the plane would just crash. I don't know if it actually like showed you him dying, but I couldn't get the plane off the ground. Like you it was actually simulating the controls. Very difficult. And a lot of people back then, I remember a lot of people bought the uh, joystick for that. Which I Wasn't guess there some... Uh... Was there some heat about those games after 9-11? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah but the same thing that always comes up with video games and violence. It's the same. It's that same exact trope that, that it just keeps yeah, coming but up for no reason. It's, 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 it have it's, some merit though, because there was some, you could no. actually learn some aspects of it. Well, the, 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 thing, the thing was, is that in the, supposedly um, some of the terrorists have been practicing their flight plans and approaches in Flight Simulator. If it's the same thing as anyone that plays Call of Duty, are you yeah. teaching people how to use weapons? Listen, well, do you think that because you play fucking 100 hours of Call of Duty, you know anything about fucking firearms except for what they look like, what their names are? You're absolutely incorrect. If you Now, if you've used a firearm, you realize how un- unrealistic those games are. But no, it's, it's the same thing with a fucking plane. Yes, we maybe know where some instruments are. When you actually have to put your hands on the controls and you got to control the rudders and you have to actually fly a fucking plane, it's not as simple as in a, as in a video game. You know what else the game can't teach you? What's that? It's how to scare people and hijack a plane. I mean, uh, yeah, good point, right? Yeah, I mean, the game didn't teach them that. It's, I mean, I mean there's, like, a mo- there's, a mo- there's a mod for that. but <laughs> Oh, well, in that case, it's their fault. You gotta get off the all, Bethesda marketplace. All plane crashes, actually, are their fault. Even ones that are unrelated. I would say that, I mean, it's... Anybody that says... That, that puts any type of blame on that stuff. Obviously, he's either never played a video game or... Well, I, I don't know. There are a lot, of, a lot of people that play video games that are not offing or being violent towards other people. Speaking of putting blame yeah, on I mean, stuff... I... Sorry. I just interrupted you just to ask uh, you to say something. Um, Speaking of blaming stuff, <laughs> I was um, say, what, uh, it, what is it that Joe Rogan ended up saying about video games? Um, he was talking about how. Uh, well, let me bring it, take a look at it, but uh, he pretty much said like, uh, you know, video games. Oh, where the hell did it go? <laughs> Sorry. Wow. Uh, video well, nice games crap. are a real problem. He said, uh, they're, they're a real problem. You know why? Because they are fucking fun. I have a real problem with them. And they're really exciting and you don't get anywhere. And then he talks about how, like, you generally, you know, you don't get anything from playing video games where, like, someone like uh, martial arts, you can become a champion or you do a career out of it. But and then everybody jumped on that, like, oh, my God, he said that video games are horrible. But he also talks more about, you know, there are some people who are YouTube stars making tons of money. Mm-hmm. And he had, he himself had problems playing video games. You know, uh, it's even more worthless listening to a fucking podcast. <laughs> You're not even <laughs> interacting with it, especially but, one like Joe Rogan. Like, what am I learning I from Joe Rogan? Are Are you listening to that? Po- hey, you're trying. You're trying. <laughs> that called while listening to the Joe Rogan experience. I'm sorry, you guys talking. Be- I was listening to Joe Rogan. <laughs> we might be fourth walling right now because we're we complaining about listening to podcasts. Well, it's my point is that I'm making is that it's a form of entertainment, and if just because you don't find anything valuable in it, doesn't mean that that, that people aren't getting value out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
I don't think he meant it as bad as everybody took it online. I think I think it was taken out of context yeah. a little bit. So, I mean, that's like me. I, I, you know, I like video games. I love playing them. I've been playing for a long time. Um, you know, I'm always paying attention to what's going on. And you're never um, but bored. But at the same time, I'm never bored because I'm playing them all the time. But that's a problem. A lot of time, they are, they are a problem for me at times. Sometimes I'm playing them and should be doing something else. Yeah, I actually, I really liked this topic when you proposed it, Ken, because they are a huge waste of time, right? I mean, if you think about time <laughs> and you think about what you can do in that time, um, I mean, when you're doing VR or back when like people were, were doing stuff like on the Wii, or if you do like Dance Dance Revolution or something like that, you can actually say, well, the, the video game is kind of bridged into my physical life. So maybe I'm getting a little bit of, of exercise out of it. But hey, when you're just I playing am. the game. Yeah. Yeah. With VR, you can, right? Because you're actually, yes. in, you're at least moving. I mean, maybe you're moving more in VR than you would have been in your real life. Right. If you're if you're watching a show, you might make make a trip to to your uh, bathroom or your refrigerator, um, you know, once an hour. But if you're in VR, you're moving around a lot more than that. So so maybe maybe with 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 some of the more um, immersive games, it's more right. It's 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 better. It's better for you. It's less of a quote unquote waste of time. Um I mean, there's been there's been some studies done, but um, and of course, I don't I, I'm not prepared for with any factual data on this one. But there was a study done on um, using video games to problem solve, and I thought thought that was interesting. And uh, I don't know how anyone would ever do it. Maybe we're doing it right now. Maybe we're um, teaching the government how to control us by playing video games, and they're just using all of our game data as artificial intelligence. I have an or, example. You know, or just trying to get you to join the army by signing up to get a free Xbox on Twitch. So in Borderlands 3, uh, there is almost like a, a hidden sub-game. Um, and it's almost, it reminds me a little bit of, it's got aspects of Tetris and like Dr. Mario. Um, but it's putting, it's essentially got different colors and faces and things like that. And actually they tell you, you're actually helping with uh, with research by introducing um you're actually like computing for them by like by like in, by introducing new um like chains ah fucking a there actually is something like that where you are actually problem solving for MIT I want to say or something like that oh, it's like yeah, a sub mini game you know what i mean you know what i'm talking about ken yeah i remember the article um you know it's helping with problem solving it um especially with a lot of the older games where you had to keep trying it gave you gave children uh, they said determination and also the problem solving of, all right, this didn't work. Let me try another option, try something else. Um, and also recently back in May, there was a lot of headlines about different agencies saying that um, the video games were good for boosting well-being, but during the lockdown. Yeah, and I mean, and this isn't the first time that it's happened. I don't know when the first time that it's happened, but um, it's kind of the idea of like crowdsourcing, right? And you get a whole bunch of people to help solve a, a problem that you couldn't even hire enough people to do. Um, and I remember, uh, if you remember when, when CAPTCHA first came out, most people know what ReCAPTCHA is, but ReCAPTCHA was a re uh, you know, a re um, invention of CAPTCHA. And when CAPTCHA first came out, there was, um, um, it would like, it would like put like these weird, like hard to read numbers on the screen. 
Remember that? Mm-hmm. And they'd be like squiggly and they were bent and you could hardly even read it. You're like, is that a D? Is that a P? I can't even make out what the heck that is. And uh, of course, it turned out that artificial intelligence or computers were actually better at figuring those out than we were. Um, but when they also recapture- use, uh, mm-hmm. well, they also use Amazon Turk for, for some of the human interaction, uh, recognizing things like that. Amazon Turk? Yeah, it's some something where you can earn a very little bit of money by like pretty mm-hmm. much answering those. Like, like here, which ones have trees in it? And you select all the trees. Yeah, I've noticed then, those those have gotten popular again for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm clicking on a lot of highways and bridges and it's traffic. It's self-driving, it's self-driving cars. Yeah. Um but and and maybe that's maybe that's that's part of what we're feeding now is the self-driving cars logic, um, which is very interesting because I feel like I answer those things with about 80% accuracy because I'm fucking like really impatient. I'm just like, I think that's a bridge. I don't fucking know. Just please, just please you, take me past. Have, have you got the one that tells you that your answer was bullshit and try again? Yeah, I've gotten that. Yeah. Um. So, but when the, when recapture first came out, they had kind of changed it around a little bit and, uh, and what they would do is they would give you these, these words that you had to type and, there was two of them. And what was interesting is, is these words were like, they were just, it looked almost like somebody took a picture of the word. Um, and there was two of them. And what was interesting about it is that the, the first word was the one you had to answer to get to the next page. The next one was them just asking you for free help. And you didn't know that you were offering your free help for it, but it was the um, Google was backscanning a whole bunch of documentation and the, uh, the, the, the text to, or the, you know, the, the, the picture to text engine was really, uh, it, had, it was struggling and it would mark the ones that, that it couldn't, they couldn't do and it would crowdsource everyone. So what they do is that the top one would let you to the next screen, but that the one that was right underneath it, um, they were just using that. So it's like, well, if 90% of the people say that this word is, you know, coffee, then, then they just, ex- they just used that as, uh, in the database for the, for the word recognition, and they said, "Well, this word is coffee," and uh, and that they were they were using people um, kind of for free labor in there. So I think that like games could potentially be used for that. Maybe they are right now. Um, I don't know who the data is being sold to. I don't know what how it helps. You know that people are. Um, you know, playing I, I mean, how, like how could Mario Kart? <laughs> how could Mario Kart sur- solve a world problem? Maybe it does. Maybe we're driving real cars. Maybe NASCAR will eventually just be a bunch of eight-year-olds. Well, I've, I, 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 th- how much you want to bet? It's the 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 mutant league of cars where basically you got Elon Musk welding Neuralink. Neuralized hardware and some driver, and it's like he's driving a car faster than his body can physically move, and you're at the like the the absolute limits of what the human body can take. Like it's pull, you're in a, you're on a racetrack and you're pulling like 13 G's acceleration around a corner or something like that. Yeah, I mean it could be doing something like that. Gunner just spoke and then left, man. He's just he just didn't oh, want to talk to us. I've spoken. I found um, a little more information on that uh, on that borderline science. Um, what that was all about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a mini game called Borderland Science, puzzle game that benefits the real world scientific community as you play, getting players involved in helping to map the human gut microbiome. Oh so, wow! Um, hmm. 
So they That's shared crazy. a bunch of the stats that they've scooped up. So according to the press release, since Borderlands launched mm-hmm. it, 700,000 players from a wider Borderlands 3 community have struck in, and players have dedicated more than 86 total years of playtime to mapping the human gut microbiome. Wow. So it's, See, such a rogue, it's wrong. <laughs> I mean, no, no, completely oh, no. wrong, but... He's wrong. Oh, well, he's going actually... to take a crap, and then he's going to go to his doctor, and his doctor's going to give him some Borderlands data we, on his we gut biome. We and he's going to deny it because it's, it's not a video game. We've talked about this before with the Facebook thing, Oculus. Like that was always my take on it. Was it's not just the social platform stuff. Mm-hmm. They want to get the direct biofeedback for engaging with problems and stuff. Isn't like, that you know, terrible? Stuff. Isn't that terrifying? And you gotta figure that yeah, out. no, it's it's, it's scary as fuck. You imagine Facebook looking at like your body gestures, like on a, on an uploaded and, and- video. And just knowing, like, your state of mind, because they've been monitoring your vitals through fucking VR system. And they have video of your surroundings, because Oculus has four cameras right in the front. Just headset. Yeah. Well, and this is the thing, is that, like, what happens when the machine can... Effectively, like when you have your machine learning system effectively able to interpret, like, did you um, did you see that series with Eli uh, Eli Roth called Lie to Me or something like it was on Fox? Oh, yeah. I love that. I never saw the, Great show. the human the the human behavior. He's the human behavioralist. He like runs a consulting company, and his whole thing is that like he reads micro gestures or what they call them. Oh. But this idea now that I wanna, um, now I want to watch that show. It was in the same vein as uh, House MD. It was like those yeah. two we genre by themselves. Yeah, loved House. Loved Massive Attack too. The intro. Yeah, oh, it's um, a great intro. But yeah, no, I mean like that. That's that's part of it too. Like, because one of the things, like the. DARPA and the Defense Department had a project already deployed, and their big thing was is that they they have people basically sitting in chairs with you know the the dark brown colander helmets on, but they're watching like nine screens with flickering video like like toggling through video feeds, and their whole thing was is that effectively the human brain will like subconsciously recognize a face before it comes to conscious perception. So if they're looking for people, if they're looking for targets, they'll just like flash through the screen. They can figure out what screen someone was looking at. And even if you don't consciously perceive it, your subconscious part, like basically the, 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 the the cortical stack, your optic nerve will recognize that face and they can pick up that activity and basically start consolidating those feeds so they can find a person, pass it on to what they call Gorgon Stare, which is the, these drones that they have that are doing the fucking Minority Report infinite zoom thing. They have like a thousand like camera phone sensors on them, and they can basically just watch a city and do infinite zoom on one person and just watch them walk all the way through from aerial shots. That's kind of the plot of point of a uh, person of interest. Yep. 
Well, yeah. because we're here. We're 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 like in the shitty dystopia, not the cool one with the jet cars and. But to Joe Rogan's point, yeah, um, there is a lot of waste of time, right? I mean, if you decide, I mean, I guess most games in general, not just video games, do kind of waste time, right? I mean, a lot of them you're sitting down. Um, some of them are more social than others. Like if you're playing, let's say you're playing Smash Brothers on the internet, you don't really, not really a social element. You can't, they're actually, it's, it's yeah. impossible to have one. Um, except for if you're playing doubles and the person that's sitting next to you happens to have a conversation with you, but there's not really a social element of it. Um, you know, you, Gunner, you, Mike and I, we play, um, you know, we'll play Minecraft together and it's almost, it's almost purely social. Right? So we're and, and, and wasting time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, lava. But that's how a lot of games, too, on the Xbox was when I was playing there. Because, I mean, I haven't talked to Wade in a while. When I was playing Xbox regularly, you know, we were catching up almost consistently a couple times a week. Yeah. It's it's, it's funny because, like, the... You you talk about the game thing. Like, that was actually one of the the things that kind of, like, undermined... uh, the, the last the last relationship with the missus and I, but it's like I've been trying to keep up in Animal Crossing, and it's funny because I will come in I will come in from doing all the shit that I'm doing it like that I would be doing in Animal Crossing to sit down, relax, and then proceed to race and try and get that done in my pretend game as well. And it's just mm-hmm. like it's it, it's exactly the better? same shit. Um, literally, literally. It's literally wow. the same shit. It's literally a hot dumpster, diaper, tire fire. Fire. Yes. I spend less. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say that it's probably it's probably easier to earn money to do this shit in Animal Crossing than it is yeah. for real. Yeah, I believe that. That's why there's not too many farmers anymore. I mean, from a like per capita, because it's not as profitable, right? Oh God! If you take like the hours you put into it and the the profits you make, it's like awful for most farmers. Well, there was there was a whole thing like with the the, the not not the one that they're working on right now, but the last relief build that they did. Um, what what would happen is that like you had a whole bunch of people who weren't farmers but signed up and bought shares in like. Big escrow. Basically, so tell me this. <laughs> what? No, no. no not, I, I have a feeling here. I know where you're going, but keep going. So yeah, you you have you have like very relatively wealthy people, but they own an S corp share in some conglomerate farm, and they got cut like you know a multi hundred thousand dollar relief check. That they're not even farming, but they 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 have like well, I have I have a partial share in this. You know, it, it, it's. <sighs> you know, it, it's because you know, like we just because we we live in a we live in a dystopia. Actually, we're we're trying to figure out how to get a fucking S corp started at the farm up here, but not for that purpose. But yeah, it's like nobody like nobody who makes money farming is a farmer. Right. It's it's 
just nobody who makes like nobody who makes like real real money farming is a farmer either it's a conglomerate you know and they hire a whole bunch of very underpaid workers to come do stuff for them or it's some like weird tax structure thing and unfortunately animal crossing does not include so that yeah animal crossing does not instruct me on how to deal with that shit but everything else yeah you know it's can't the, build a factory farm in, a, in animal crossing not yet although i i haven't figured out how to indentured servitude the rest of the island residents so you gotta figure out gotta get, gotta get that cheap labor you know i've just been going around planting plant my fruit trees building, building my town so Does it have ray tracing? But <laughs> <laughs> watching all these videos about Xbox, everything's about ray tracing these days, I guess. I don't know. Do you know what it means? Um, a little bit. I don't. I I've heard the term, but I've I i do not know it's, what it means. There's this guy named about, Ray, and you draw a line just, around him. Yeah, he just lays down wherever and you just you trace yeah. him. I guess yeah, it's yeah. about about uh processing the actual light, like every little Aspects of the light and how it every ray, objects. would you say? Yes, so how it reflects are we the rays. But no, you're doing we can, put, can we put the light in the body? We Is can like, somehow insert the light into the body, right? Yes, I think so. it's yes, like you can. It, it's 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 ultraviolet light, it, it, it kills the virus. We can put it in the body, right? Yes, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Wade's. <laughs> I don't know if Wade's face is frozen for all of you guys. Just for me. Is it no? Or just no. Nope. He's moving around just for me. Well camera can't keep up. I I'll share the picture with you after the podcast. Unfortunately unfortunately we can't laugh. We really can't laugh about it together. Um but holy shit, it's a good photo. Great. <laughs> it's like what's uh <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Ken, what's distractions? Yes. What's more with so there were a lot of people. How did you feel about the Xbox? Uh, their second essentially attempt at, it at was, their like, uh, features. It was lacking fanfare, and I think they went they. I think they went the uh, wrong direction, kind of. Well, I mean, it couldn't side. get much worse than the first one they had, which that nobody remembers. Well. Like, we have the best system ever. It's going to be the most powerful system. Ray tracing, ray tracing, ray tracing. And they showed a bunch of games. One of the biggest is Halo. And the graphics were rough. And I mean, there, is, not, there is an explanation for that. Yeah, an they explanation said, for that, though. Yeah, they said, you know, we we're dealing with COVID. The, the video's older. It's not in 4K. I you know they that. switched game engines, right? Three months yeah. ago? Yeah, so they went from the Unreal 4 engine to... I want to say some sort of a switch slipstream, but they've slipstream been working engine. on that for the past five years. Um, for me, I think uh, I I really think they missed the boat on presentation. Um, I'm a big Halo fan. Well, and to me, the the trailers for previous games, like back with two and back with three, they the trailers were these epic. To give you a sense of 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 an epic. And some kind of reaction to them. With this one, the lead up so far hasn't been very exciting. I think they missed the boat too. I, um, oh, go ahead, Gunner. Sorry. Well, I, 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 I think, I 
think the bigger thing is that you have to realize what's going on this generation, which is that Microsoft has effectively given up on making consoles. What they're doing is they're making platforms for you to buy yep. Xbox Arcade or Xbox subscriptions. They don't care what you play it on. They just want I, to drive you to that service. And I agree. Sony, Sony is we're going to make the best damn console that you can buy. Yeah. And Xbox, you know, X, Microsoft and Xbox is like we want to we want to get you into our gaming ecosystem, and we'll, you know, like we want to have a, you want to ensure that you have a good enough experience to keep you on the keep you on the keep you on the the tap as it were. Yeah, see, that's and, my point though, because um, they have the Game Pass, which I'm not sure how much it is. I think it's like five bucks or something for Xbox. I have the $15 tier, which is Xbox yep. and PC. And up until recently, you could get a 12-year Xbox Gold subscription and upgrade it for $1, and it would affect the entire time. So you could get, Wait, you know, what, get really cheap. 12-year? Oh, uh, one year. 12-month for one year for a dollar. And you could do it up mm -hmm. for, uh, you could stack up to three years. So, I mean, you were saving somewhere in the neighborhood of, I think, three dollars $400 maybe? $300 sure. probably, yeah. Yeah. They want to get, yeah. But the thing is, with the Game Pass, any game that's made by Microsoft or the studios that they own, it's coming to the Game Pass day one. So if it's mm -hmm. like Halo, right. which is normally a $60 game, if I have Game Pass, I can play it day one. And I mm -hmm. think they should have kind of carried on more about that. Like, listen, not only can you get a $60 game and play it on day one, right. these other people are talking about, oh, we need to raise the price of games, which hasn't changed yeah. in what 10 15 years from mm -hmm. 59.99 higher mm -hmm. so, i have games have been 60 bucks as long as i can remember yeah so yeah. They, i mean they really should have been pushing that and they're also adding um x cloud to the game pass which yeah. is uh streaming uh streaming games directly to like a mobile device or i think mm -hmm. they're planning on going to the pc like a surface and things like that um i've been the the beta testing for it i've, I've tried about three or four times I mean, it's, I I can't play a first-person shooter on it, but like if I was if I was a kid and I, I got dragged off to, you know, my aunt's and uncle's house for some holiday thing, and there's no other kids that are on board, you know, I could play that and play a first-person game or a single-player game, and have that experience. And it wouldn't be too bad. I mean, I think they really should have pushed. Like this is a good deal. I mean, you get you buy the Xbox, you you get the Game Pass, and your kid can play a bunch of games. I don't have to keep shelling out. Sixty dollars for games for my child, and I want to spend sixty bucks on a game. I, mean, I, I don't. I think they should really push that. It's tough to know I what's going to win, too, right? Um, because if I you think, look, back I think I know what's going to win, sadly. But <laughs> but I mean, if you look back historically, it wasn't really obvious. Like if you look through the generations of right. consoles. It, it wasn't really obvious, you know, that um, that Atari was going to dominate for so long and then everyone was going to just get sick of them and they weren't going to buy anything more. You know, they bought all the games they wanted and then people were sick of video games. So sick of video games that Nintendo, like, made up crash. a... They made up a fake fucking stupid robot. robot game just to try to get them into your living rooms. And they wouldn't even call it a game console. 
right? The Nintendo computer. Well, that's, that's why we got the toaster was because it looked like a, a, a serious piece of business equipment, a VCR or a, a something like that. Right. It looked like a, a, a set top box that Didn't you would game want on it anywhere. Yep. Nope. Nintendo entertainment system. And, and even where in, even in Japan, it, it looked more gamish. Yes, it, yeah. Much more video game like, but that wasn't going to fly in America. Yeah. And, and I don't think, I don't think anyone could have predicted rise. And then, then you know the Nintendo and in Sega Wars, right? I didn't even learn until recently. Super Nintendo and the Genesis and the portable too. I mean, the Game Boy just never died. Where yeah. I think at one yeah. point the Game Gear was a better device. It was in color. Um, mm-hmm. It had a better it, it's, um, it's, it, way to hold it and stuff. It was bigger. Was it was a it was a Master System stuck inside a portable chassis, though. Right, with a really. I mean, yes, it had this bright colorful screen color screen but the screen's really garbage i i have one next to me um it 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 was no so the game boy, game boy. it was really? no atari yeah. it was no atari links Ooh, the links i remember the links had a much better screen i didn't know anybody that had one but my wasn't you do now. A big, wasn't a big, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a big problem with the game gear like notoriously awful battery life yes it was it oh, was catastrophically bad six double a batteries and they would they would die within i don't know like I think you only maybe got an hour, Crazy. maybe an hour. Yeah, I mean, it just ate through them, and and it, because it had a a cathode ray, I mean, or not a cathode ray, uh, a cold uh, cathode backlight. Yes, thank you. It, it had a ridiculous backlight in it, and the screen itself was just so ancient. I mean, you can mod them now with a, a modern LCD backlit LCD, and you'll get six to eight hours of battery life out of it well, out of AA batteries. I just remember it was it was it was the type that the LCD switch was actually temperature sensitive so if it was too cold the graphics would draw slowly on it because it couldn't re- like the, the switches on the on the screen itself couldn't move fast enough to actually keep up with the animation yeah and it was very you got a lot of, a lot of motion blur on it much more you so stick, than the <laughs> stick it down your pants for a little while to warm it up and you can finally play Sonic <laughs> but Slam I mean it down there watch a hot movie um but uh, but that 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 competition um you know the 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 sega and nintendo i mean just just them coming to market was difficult right they had to rebrand their consoles they had to change the way that they looked they had to change um the the way that the games went in what i didn't realize until uh actually like a week ago i had no idea that the genesis was unique to us as well I, I thought this whole time that the Genesis was just a Sega console, um, but everywhere else in the world, it was actually sold under a different name. And I didn't know that. It's called the uh, the Mega Drive, right? Yep. Yep. And do you in Genesis? The PlayStation was, was almost a Nintendo product too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they were hired. Yeah, they were hired to do. Was it um, the, their CD-ROM version of it? I guess, or something to that extent, or add-on. Um, but do you know why the term Genesis was chosen? Please tell me Christianity or some other nonsense. Was it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Book of Sega looked at the US and they said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, uh, Christians there. Let's call it the Genesis. And it worked. And then, then let's I push mean, Mortal Kombat. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Uh, the, the irony of it. Yeah. The irony of it. But, but there was a lot of like Genesis versus, you know, Sega versus Nintendo commercials, like very, very, like very competitive. And, uh, and you didn't know who was going to win for a while. Sega was pulling ahead. Could you and imagine what, when back then, when you were a kid, someone going to you, you see Mario there and you see Sonic there one day, they're going to be in a game together. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. That's no, no, crazy. No. too. <laughs> Um, but then, but then at the end of all of it, right? Um, you know, the, the 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 Super Nintendo came out, which was which was pretty successful. Um, but then, like out of nowhere, comes comes Sony, right? You 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 wouldn't even have expected. Well, out of Nintendo it. comes Sony. Yeah, out of Nintendo yeah. comes Sony. Yeah, I guess that's the best way to put if, it. If if Nintendo hadn't made a deal with the devil and Phillips, they uh, they would have they would have come out on top much yeah. earlier. We used God, to know. What would have been the landscape there? Like, what what would that have looked like if Nintendo had partnered with Sony and it was like the Nintendo PlayStation or something like that? Like, right? What what would that have looked? I what wonder. Happened? I wonder if they would have diverted more. Like, they have a core selection of games. I mean, they have other games on the system, but they generally have that core selection of games. I wonder if they would have gone off more from that if they were with PlayStation because that was a big jump from the cartridge base to the CD-ROM base. Or even stranger, like what if the PlayStation flopped, right? And you know, like the GameCube became like the the fantastic console because there was some weird consoles, right? I mean, Nintendo had the I'll Nintendo the 64. Dreamcast. Yep, the Dreamcast was a fantastic console. Yeah, it was awesome. I've never hell heard of, anyone hell of even time. complain about it. Yeah, yeah, it had a modem, standard yeah. feature. Um, I've never heard anyone complain about a Dreamcast, um, except. You know, the, the except for the market, you know, the market didn't do well for it. Definitely ahead of its time. Um, you know, you have the Nintendo 64. Um, that was that was pretty successful. The Nintendo 64 did pretty for, well, still in the cartridge six, system. 64 was right with PlayStation 1 and 2, correct? Yeah, 64 and, and PlayStation 2, that was that was the same generation, correct? And the big I deal think, with that was it had the four ports for controllers right on it. You don't have to get a separate dongle and hope it, you know, actually worked. And- well, the fact is that they're still using cartridges and they're holding their own. And I would argue, it's definitely arguable had better games. But I hated that controller. Yeah, the controller. And- oh, the controller was complete and utter bullshit. It was yeah. weird for a while. But but at the same token, you remember the original PlayStation controller didn't have the analog stick. Analog sticks didn't come in until PlayStation. I think no, they were no. special for PlayStation Two, right? Uh, no, no, they came in on PlayStation One, and I'll tell you, yeah, I have one. I have one right behind me. Yeah. Okay. Which, which also didn't necessarily Control. come with a rumble, so you could have analog sticks without the actual uh, rumble force feedback. I have new, new in box. Oh, wow, nice. a PlayStation, PlayStation One DualShock in a box with the DualShock. That's crazy. Wow. It was opened once, but but it's still fact. It still got all the plastic wrap and everything. But yeah, so the DualShocks did come out with the original PlayStation, but not at the same, not at launch. They came out. Uh, that, was, that was a response to the N64 launch. The PS1 and yes. the N64 were in the same generation. Gotcha. It makes sense because if you want a GoldenEye competitor, you need that, you need that analog stick. It's also it's also actually yes, and that's actually why the PS One ended up getting an analog stick was when the N sixty four launched with the analog stick controllers. 
and the PlayStation did it ten times better. <laughs> but then out of nowhere, the, the the Wii comes, right? Nintendo Nintendo's GameCube doesn't really do that well, and then all of a sudden the Wii lands, and they they really didn't prioritize graphics, right? They didn't prioritize that. They they went more towards like like disruption and gameplay. And uh, Which honestly, is I mean, if you th- when it comes to games, dude, I, graphics graphics last. Th- they're fleeting. They're looks, right? Like yeah. gameplay, core gameplay is what keeps players and makes hardcore fans. Like, yeah, and, that's, if it, and if it looks pretty, then it's a bonus. Sure. But definitely, yeah, they never should put that first. Nintendo, by by just giving us a, a slightly beefed up GameCube in the Wii, was was perfect, and it broke everything. So, so when people well, talk about families that, into gaming, yeah, so the fact yeah. that anybody could get used to doing the control for some of the games at least, because you know you're pitching a ball or you're swinging at something, so you know all the people who don't play video games could actually do something with everybody else. And what a great, what a great marketing campaign! Like, can you imagine if, like, it, you're talking to your boss and being like, "Hey, you got to put a strap on the controller." People are, uh, they keep throwing the controller and destroying their these, these <laughs> expensive flat panels, and the engineers being like, "Come on!" But they can't hold on to the controller. Fine, we put a strap on it. People aren't using the strap. I don't know what this is for. So they're like, okay, when you turn the console on, you need to warn them to put the strap on because even with the strap, they're throwing the controller into the TV. And they put a warning at the beginning. Nobody's watching the warning because they just want to get to their game, right? Then they put another warning before the game starts to put that strap around your wrist and people still ignore it. And And they came out with the bumper. Oh yeah, that's right. The bumper, the, the big, and the then, big old rubber condom. <laughs> and then what hits the headlines? Right, all of these people with broken TVs. What a fantastic advertising campaign! Because if you didn't know what a Nintendo Wii was previously, sure you know now. now. And people are like, "Well, what type of fucked up gameplay <laughs> are they pitching a controller directly at a flat screen television?" I mean, now it's just history. But like, think about like somebody who's not into video games at all. And you're like, yeah, my kids have been bugging me to get a, to get a PlayStation two. And then all of a sudden you see this news thing about these controllers going into the screen. I remember people bringing Wii's into work and staying after work and having Wii bowling tournaments. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty strong hold on the market and that that's innovative. So, you know, when, when, when Ken talks about like, like the halo launch, wasn't really that, um, wasn't really that like earth shattering. And then we're like, well, I guess maybe, maybe if you go to the PlayStation five and you look at its, um, unprecedented performance, maybe that'll do it. And then it's like, well, maybe we just. Maybe we've just seen all of the different video game combinations there are, and it's really going to come down to titles and costs, you know, or maybe it's going to change like Netflix changed the movie industry and streaming gaming is just going to wipe the console off the face of the planet, you know, and some type of stadia thing will take over. XCloud, Microsoft. Well, XCloud was essentially, yeah, like their mission is to destroy Stadia so bad that Google never tries to get back into gaming ever again. And Google's so far, not doing a good enough job of that themselves. Seems like they have a chance. It's true. It's getting decent reviews. I mean, a lot of it, though, is our infrastructure, I think. I've heard some weird things about NVIDIA because they still have the GeForce Now service, right? Gunner? I think so. 
Gunner is gone. Bye, Gunner. Gunner's gone again. Hmm. That's a sad, sad thing. Right, but yes, so so they still have their G4. They- <laughs> it's like, fuck this. I'm restarting the browser. I need to answer Trace's question. Can you hear me? Yes. No. I don't. Yeah, okay. I yes. think NVIDIA is like a catch-22. I mean, no, when you think about I, NVIDIA and streaming, it's like high-end gamers. High-end gamers, they don't want to be streaming it. They want, you know... But I think you're I think you're confusing the NVIDIA desktop consumer and the rest of the world. And that, you know yes. Uh, I, I, I like, think if you think I, about Netflix, it's like saying, well, they would never succeed with a streaming service because all their customers are people that rent DVDs. But then... All of a sudden, overnight, they become the gold standard for streaming. In fact, they're still the gold standard. It's still better streaming experience than anything else on the planet. They're fantastic. So, like Nvidia, Gunner, go ahead and talk because I'm talking over you. Um, Nvidia, from what I understand, they kind of the kind of the, the best at this tech. Well, I mean, like you have the GeForce Now platform, but I think. I, I think we're kind of at a turning point too, because you make that you make that you made that comparison to Nintendo mm-hmm. with the Wii and everything else. So you have Microsoft, and Microsoft is basically throwing in the towel on we're making consoles. They want to they want to just they want to they want to sell you a service, mm-hmm. and they're going to give you a piece of hardware to do it. And Sony's the only one actually making what would amount to a traditional console, i.e. I buy this piece of software. I buy this piece of hardware. I buy this piece of software. This experience is only capable of being done on this piece of hardware. But it's also TV controller interface that we have now. And I think, you know, we talked about this on a previous podcast. I think in NVIDIA, if you look at what they've got, they've been working on in the background. It's like it's like Facebook. Facebook wants Facebook sees Oculus as kind of like the next, you know, like that 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 VR quest kind of thing, the growth market. Like you know, it's it's it. They're in their Atari. They're in like the Atari. Like that's that's the Atari moment. That you know, like there were consoles before the Atari, but the Atari was the first. This is a consumer item that can consistently deliver an experience. Wait, what's an Atari? Twenty, the Quest. So the the Quest is effectively the the VR the VR Atari twenty six hundred. Like it's not, it it doesn't have the stones to do the crazy stuff, but it's the first platform that you can get. Like this, this is the, it's like a model. It's like a Model T versus an Austin Seven. Like a Model T was the car that everyone had. But the Austin 7 is the first one that's actually like usable, i.e. it had a clutch and a brake pedal, and oh my god, Trace, you're transporting through time. Um, oh, he's gone. I'm just trying to make Mike laugh out loud every time Wade's camera face fucks him. <laughs> so what I do is sometimes I, I try zooming. I try moving my head towards the, towards the camera at the same rate that it's accidentally zooming in on his face. The other thing I can think of is like maybe there's a part of Wade's like really defined eyebrows that looks like another face inside a face. Yes. And they're like, I think there's another face in there. We need to get the face in the shot. And there's like somehow like between shadows. Yeah. 
just pulling distraction and I'm sorry. Um, so you think that the quest might be it. You think the quest might be the 2600 of the, of the next gaming I, revolution. I, 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 think, I, think, I, think, I think it's going to be somewhere in between. Like, I think it's going to be something like, and, it, it, and maybe I'm wrong. I think it's going to be something like, like, like a Roku or a fire stick that's on your TV. It does everything you need it to do. But since you're streaming your games, it can do that too. And you could say the Chromecast does that. And that statement would be correct, but the Chromecast sucks. I think it sucks. That's my opinion. I'm strong opinion, but it doesn't come with a remote. Therefore, um, you you kind of need a device that's already capable of playing the video in order to play the video. And I don't I don't love that concept, right? I don't think that's that that, that lends itself to a game controller. Um, I whereas I, I think a lot of these other smart TV sticks do. I it's the the caveat being, I don't think it makes sense to stream a game in your living room. Now, on a handheld device, like something like the Switch size, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. That's like the, that's, that's the, kill, that's the killer app. Mm -hmm. But, I but guess it's, all, it's, it's, all, it's just an app at that point, though, right? Like well, Stadia's no, 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 done. No. It's just an app, right? Well, I, I think that that's the... Because I think we're kind of in a technological like divergence point where like we have we have the we have the experience we've had the experience that's led up to now i.e the normal console like you know we're playing our game cubes and our dreamcast and our n64s and stuff like that and i think that the, that experience is bifurcating and a kind of two different paths and it's the, you know it's like how like arcades used to be a big thing until home games became yeah. Generally a superior solution to that and you had to go something fucking crazier to drag people out to the arcade. And I think that like a home console is going to have to move past you sitting in front of your TV with a controller to make, you know, like the, there has to be some there, there has to be something to succeed that technology like mm. you know it, 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 it's it's not it's we're hit you know like we're we're hitting a we're hitting a kind of a practicality wall on what we can do as far as flat, you know, just rendering to a TV screen. Like we're we're adding more computing power into stuff like that, but 4K versus you know 1440, you know 1440p, you know frame rate stuff like that. Like there's there's a there's a it's not a matter of things are good enough. It's that there's limits to the the, the amount of effectiveness of investment just throwing more pixels at a screen gets you. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, I think Oculus is on the right track. I mean, they're constantly updating their, their, their firmware on, this, on the headset. Um, a lot of it comes to just size. I mean, if you get something smaller that's easy to put on and take off. I mean, right, right now, some days I struggle. Like, my daughter, I can't put it on. Is it strapped on tight enough? I don't want it to fall off and break. And but it was like just a quick thing that you could just pop on and just easily and not worry well, about I, it. And and this is this is kind of where I'm going. Where I was going with that other statement is that I think Nvidia is working on the NES. So if the Quest is the 2600 of this platform, I think yeah. Nvidia yeah. is working on yeah. the 20 the the NES of this of of this of this technology. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 exactly where my brain is going, and I think that they may be, end up being the disruptor. I hate the name, I hate the word, the name Nvidia, and I hate the name GeForce. 
think they're both dumb product names, Why? but um, well, for I, Nvidia is it's it's a word that's like hard to even say, right? Because it's just the letter N, Nvidia. I think I don't think it's it's a, it's an easily marketable marketable term, um, and and GeForce, GeForce is like um, a four year old like, a super old team. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. G dash force. Yeah, I can it's, see it's, that. It's, it's a reference. Um, it's a reference to actual like G force. What yeah. you experience, right? Acceleration, which I think is a little bit techy, you know. Um, whereas, like, I see, like, I mean, Nintendo obviously at this point doesn't matter what their name means, and Americans love Japanese culture, and Japanese love American culture. So, um, a name that 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 sounds cool and unique like Nintendo uh, works. But the Switch, it's a very easy word, very marketable. Right, they got and they got the the whole like the controllers that can come out and I mean I watched I watched four preteens play uh play Super Smash Brothers at camp this weekend, which they were not social distancing. So if I create the next outbreak, um sorry. But I watched them sit around is actually more than four, is like five or six of them. Um um the crowd is just gonna keep getting bigger as the story goes on. But they were they were playing and and they realized that that with the you know, because the with the switch you can click the controllers into like a like a fake controller right and have like a full-blown dual shock they yep. found out that if you turn them sideways like you do for like like the mario steering the mario kart steering wheel the game's actually playable on half of a remote even though you need many more buttons in 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 super smash that than you would in mario kart enough controls are there that they could play and i watched them play game after game after game and uh, I think the product name works. I think that the marketing on it works. I think that NVIDIA needs to, 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 to find a better way to market their products. I, I haven't heard really anybody ever talk about an NVIDIA product that's in the consumer space. It's always people like us that kind of evolve around the tech space. So I, I get what Ken's saying, saying that like NVIDIA kind of pushes their products onto um onto the desktop, the you know, the desktop gamers. But well, in reality, talk- they bridged out quite a bit. I mean, of course they make the switch. Um yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, switch. you're right they about the marketing because I didn't even think about that, realize it. And, and they they've branched out quite a bit if you think about um if you think about all the the the, the Bitcoin stuff, right? It ramped up. And they're like, you know what? You want, you asked for a video card with no video. Here you go. And everyone's doing the you know the mining and stuff with these uh, with these Nvidia cards. Um, and also, I heard this past week that they were talking about buying ARM, which I don't know if that would happen or if that would go through. But buying the largest, um, I don't want to say chip manufacturer, but at least chip technology licensor right now. Um, and then Apple making the announcement of switching to ARM. I, I, I'm with Gunner. I think that that if they if they play their cards right, they could be the next. They could be the Nintendo to the uh, to the Atari 2600. We are we are over. Just kill it, Wade. <laughs> right, time right. in the show. Realistically, <laughs> kill the podcast. No. We made it two hours though. Did we? Yeah, we made it almost. two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, guys, I talked two hours. Well, I can see from my laughing. camera. Mike is dead. My camera died, but I'm still here. Okay. It's Creep. just a. It's just a. Just yeah, in time. A, there we go. Or are you? Or were you killed and replaced by the machine that's just emulating your voice? 
Welcome, my son. You Welcome will to never the machine. know. With that. Snake. Oh, everything just pushed around. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. With that, snake. I'd like to uh, thank both uh, Ken Lindsay and Mike Walker for coming on with us. We we appreciate you. And thank you for uh, we, me. We'll definitely like to have you on again for sure. You better appreciate your only two listeners. <laughs> Keep paying yeah, those uh, sorry, three or sorry, four sorry. times. You, you guys listen to your own, also. <laughs> Sometimes, most of the time. Can just, I listen to just three or four times because I have a uh, Alexa automatically play it in the morning. Oh lord! I think Google plays in the afternoon, and somehow no I missed both of those recordings. We have absolutely no, and that's yeah, why his like episode our, our average audience size is three, and now we found out that all three of them is kin. Yep. Yeah, they're here. I multitask. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know my mother. <laughs> oh, God. That's a story in itself. Actually, <laughs> next time you're on, Ken, we're gonna talk about that if you don't care. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that's fine. All right. <laughs> well, like, I think I can let the is. world know. Strange yeah, at this story. Point. Yes. He's a hermaphrodite. He actually. So, was created by another copy of himself. So that's who his mother is. He's actually a half plant. He has, uh, <laughs> he's his own mother. Well, there that's are reasons why I'm a six foot Asian. <laughs> All that photosynthesis. With that, uh, we're going to bid you adieu. Thank you everybody for, uh, for listening. And uh, I mean, we have the whole, I'm really just thanking you guys. <laughs> our, our entire <laughs> audience is here apparently. Um <laughs> But we appreciate that. Make sure to share it with uh, with your friends, even with your enemies. But um, any suggestions for topics, we'll take that too. <laughs> I want to infect their air holes. Well, this is this is this is how we start. Not the only thing you want to do to their air holes. But uh, with Pick that, later, we uh, <laughs> we'll catch you later. And uh, Gunner, take us on out of here. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. 